Welcome to the Classroom Brew Podcast. The teacher podcast is a little bit like drunk history. But wait, do you guys actually drink while you record episodes? Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Classroom Brew. This is episode 89 now. And uh, for this one, uh, someone gave me this idea to on Instagram. And other podcasters, I'm sure, do this. But we're going to try doing Instagram Live. That's why you see this little, uh, this little orange thing here. That is actually a stand. Let's see. I haven't done this a whole lot. <laughs> Um, while I'm kind of setting this up, if you have not already, make sure rate and review whatever app you're listening to, and let's get the lighting going. Look at that. Now we're a professional production. Jesus. Weird start, huh? Um, so the other part that I wanted to mention, too, is that we've, we've also got the student series coming up pretty soon. So if you would like, like if you have a few questions that you would like to ask some students, um, I have about a handful of seniors that I'm going to have them sign a release and then we'll ask them a few different questions. But if you have something that you are interested in knowing about uh, their lives or uh, what, what it was like as a high school student, whatever the case may be, uh, make sure you can just DM that. That's at Classroom Brew on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram is the big one. And here we go, Instagram Live. So make sure that you actually get that going. All right, and we are going live. Let's see, how's it sound? Video's good. Sweet, we got Instagram Live. We've got audio is kicking, beautiful, and video is going. No clue if anyway, it's a weird time of day for people to to check out a podcast, and this won't come up for, you'll see it live right now if you're checking us out on Instagram, but it won't come live for another two weeks on podcast apps and YouTube. Uh, anyway, right now I've got a Vista Bay Hard Seltzer and a Lemon Shandy from, uh, from Shoreview. That's uh, pretty good, to be honest with you. Had a little bit of each before we hit record. So one thing, hang on. And again, Instagram Live people, uh, we are recording for the podcast, video and audio, of course. Uh, if you have any questions for uh, students when I do the student series this year, make sure you DM us those those different uh, questions to ask the kiddos. Anyway, I was reading this this article about <laughs> Uber, and Uber apparently has a new feature where <laughs> you can go with quiet mode. So, like, those people that don't really feel like talking to the the driver, they can just, like, I think it's for like Uber Uber Deluxe, quiet mode. 
uh, if you don't feel like chatting. And we've all had that one that one Uber driver that's a little bit too chatty. Uh, and I was thinking, you know how great that would be? If I could have my deluxe class or something like that, I could have a quiet mode class. I'm sure some, excuse me, I'm sure some teachers had like made like a sign or something creative like that. I was thinking, you know how great it would be? Like I'll pay a little bit extra <laughs> to have my qu- my class go into quiet mode. That'd be great. Because um, we've all had that person that just talks for too long. And um, it, it's kind of like this professor that I had this one time in undergrad. It was my freshman year. Um, and I, I, we were taking notes. It was an anthropology course and heavy, heavy Brooklyn accent. And she was telling us this story about, or this, this uh, theory that she had about coffee shops and the whole sociological phenomena about coffee shops. <laughs> and the whole time, just heavy Brooklyn accent. Coffee, coffee. Who's going to pay for the coffee? Which, which coffee shop do you go to? Why do we drink coffee? Is there something with beans? What, what is it with the beans? You know, you get coffee beans, but what if you get espresso and cappuccino? Is that a real word? That's not a real word. And she goes on and on. I'm not kidding. This was like a, a 50 minute lecture. And she went on for about 48 of those minutes just talking about coffee. And I don't doubt that she had this like fantastic um, anthropological, sociological uh, thesis that she was formulating. But maybe don't try working out those theories with a bunch of undergrad freshmen. I'm sure they were upperclassmen too, but some some undergrads at 8.30 in the morning <laughs> on like a Wednesday midweek. So that was, I just remember coffee, coffee. It's also the same teacher that a student was, uh, another another undergrad was taking photos of her, her slideshow when we were, she was doing her lecture. <laughs> and uh, at a certain point, she just turns to her and she goes, now, why do you think that, sorry, why do you think that is uh, a good way to take notes? Is that useful for you? Your camera's got a flash on it. <laughs> it's got a flash. Turn off the flash. And she just starts berating this student. Uh, not berating, that's a harsh word. But she starts talking to the student, lecturing her mid-lecture about why you shouldn't just take pictures and you should uh, write your notes, which I agree. But uh, yeah, she just kept going. Um, that would have been a great moment to use the the quiet mode for that professor. But I also saw that there's a new Batman. Uh, it's no longer Ben Affleck. It's Vampire Di- or not Vampire Diaries, whatever the hell. Um, Twilight, Robert Pattinson or something. And like, I, I don't know. I, all right, I guess. I don't care that much. But he doesn't seem like... Like Ben Affleck, even Christian Bale, like they got jacked like they were huge guys like these huge presences and now you're gonna go with the guy from twilight like super pale guy with the like he's, he's got good hair i guess he, he might do the bruce wayne part well but like like are you gonna use motion capture for the batman part like they, they did motion capture of of uh josh brolin for thanos because they're trying to make a purple being that's like eight feet tall and like 500 600 pounds of just pure muscle like i guess you could do motion capture for robert pattinson as batman so just to make him a buff regular human being without any extra any extra skills i don't know take with that what you will um you could cast me as batman if that's the case uh my my guess is robert pattinson's what 
160 pounds, 170 pounds, something like that. Maybe he's a little bit taller, a little lankier. I think I'm about 190 at this point, so I'm not that much, not that much better, but certainly uh, a step up. Of course, we know that he's going to have some crazy, crazy transformation once he gets going uh, with filming, because there's always those crazy body transformations for actors, um, which I would love. I, I need someone to just be like, "Hey, idiot, eat this. We're going to do this training together," so that way there's no thinking on my part. Anyway. Um, back on it. So Instagram live people, if you've got questions for students for the upcoming student series, make sure you hit that up uh, and rating and reviews on the podcast. So read an article recently about arming teachers and the the author was questioning whether or not it actually made schools safer. And of course, the answer is probably not. 99% positive on that one. And uh, I thought, okay, let's do a little bit more digging here. Is it actually, because they're, they're actually approving arming teachers in schools, um, which is wild to think about. Like Jack, when we did, uh, it was very early in the podcast, we did arming nuns in schools. Um, and we talked all about that. And I agreed with something that Jack said, where he was like, I don't trust some of the adults in the room with a weapon. Like some of my own colleagues, I would never want to see them wielding uh, a weapon. So, uh, which, by the way, viewers of Instagram Live, thanks for checking out the first few minutes of the episode. You can check out this episode 89 next Thursday or whatever that date is on your favorite podcast app and YouTube. And end live video. Dope. You can tell I'm very pro at this. <sighs> cool. Um, weird time of day probably only like a handful of people that actually checked that out on uh, Instagram, but that's okay. Anyway, uh, and I agree with, with Jack, what he said, uh, and a number of teachers that I'm sure have written op-ed pieces and uh, have called in or have talked about this in their departmental meetings, that I would not want a teacher to be armed. And um, in terrific research fashion preparing for this episode, I thought, let's look up incidents with teachers or schools where a weapon is involved. And you'd be surprised. Uh, one of the first ones that I found in recent news was an Alabama teacher whose gun discharged on accident, or I'm sorry, substitute teacher, substitute teacher in Alabama in a class of first graders, and his gun accidentally went off. Now, I complain about subs sleeping in my class, not doing... Uh, anything to help my students or give them the work or put forth any sort of effort. You heard me on episode 86 complain about my sub that did an awful job. Truly awful. Sorry you, didn't, you couldn't play Farmville because there's no computer uh, when I'm not there. Put the laptop away and no, there's no desktop. Sorry, not sorry. But if I had this sub who had a gun that discharged, like, like I'm not going to, I don't know if I can complain anymore because... Imagine being that teacher. You know the mind fuck of figuring out, oh my God, this was this was my classroom that this gun went off in a class full of first graders? Of course it's in Alabama, the same state that's doing all this this new pro-life legislation, getting rid of abortion, even if it's if it's incest or if it's uh rape, which is just absurd for multiple reasons, not to get into that too much. That's a huge can of worms. Uh so strike one for Alabama and strike one for teachers, especially subs, uh, being accountable for a weapon 
Uh, and I, I don't think that that wasn't even the policy. So, of course, he got arrested for that as soon as he figured it out. Um, yeah, I can't even imagine. It, it's like, like that. Uh, I don't know if it was an officer or a gun safety guy that's talking about uh, you always make sure the weapon is unloaded and it goes off. And he didn't expect it. He's talking about make sure you always point the weapon down as he's pointing it up in the air and it goes up into the ceiling and some like shards and stuff of like those hanging ceiling tiles uh, get over a bunch of kids. Same thing, except for I think this was in the guy's pocket. So he's like, first off, like no safety on. Like, did you have a Glock or something where there is no safety? And uh, the audacity of this guy, he's from Alabama and he's probably retired and probably doesn't give a shit anymore. So I get it. But you had a gun go off on accident in your pocket? Like, who, who are you? Plaxico Burris? Like, do, do you guys remember Plaxico Burris? At the time, he was a receiver for the Giants and he, he accidentally shot himself. Like, come on, dude. How did you at any point become an educator of children if you had a gun go off? That puts you in the same territory as Plexico Burris when it comes to responsibility in the classroom. I would trust Plexico Burris in, the, in an Alabama classroom more than this subteacher. Not to shit all over subteachers. It's this one in particular. I'm sure there's a bunch of fantastic uh, teachers. But how does this, how does this even happen? Between Plaxico Burris and the gun safety guy, now there's a substitute teacher in line for that? Like, who else, is, who else has accidentally shot themselves as a result? So you talk about safety in schools. Imagine if, imagine if this was actually a policy. Like, nationwide, every teacher is armed. And a teacher leaves for the day. I have to lock up, like, pencils and laptops and, like, projector cords and shit so it doesn't get stolen. Imagine if you have a gun to account for. Now, granted, it would be safely stored, but, like, I have a pass that's gone missing almost every day this year. It never did last year. This is an entirely new issue this year. Uh, I'm thinking of like uh, Devin Siebold on his podcast, Crying in My Car. He was talking about the crazy passes that some teachers have. It's like a competition. I just had a big placard and it never went missing last year. It's our school-wide we have to use this pass. The damn thing goes missing every other class period and somehow finds its way back. So then I make like a big chart paper substitute and that one goes missing. So could you imagine... A weapon on a day that I'm not there or a day that uh, I get pulled out for an IEP meeting or something like that. You think I'm going to trust that armed firearm with ammunition, even in a lockbox? Absolutely not. But anyways, uh, famous people. Let's try famous people. Famous purple. Nope. Famous people who have accidentally shot themselves to put this guy into territory and then here we go this guy's not famous but now he is he came up the substitute <clears throat> oh it's taken into a dark place thank you internet so yeah i would not i would not trust it so strike one on weapons actually causing now granted i'm i'm not saying i talked about this previously in episode 88 the need for the need for more uh, safety regards and things like that. But I don't know if what arming teachers is going to be the answer. I give up looking for that. Uh, okay, so strike one. Really, I'm just going to count it as strikes one and two because it was that bad and it's Alabama. So sorry, Alabama. Uh, the other one, North Carolina. It's, it's all east and south. That's, that's the issue. A North Carolinian, North Carolina uh, teacher, not a sub, 
was accused of storing a student's gun, saying, yeah, you can pick it up at the end of the day. I've taken phones and done that. Uh, I've, I've uh, confiscated lighters, but they don't get it back. It's against the student code of conduct. Could you imagine? Uh, yeah, man, uh, just make sure, put the safety on, put it in my desk. I'll see you after 8th. Uh, you can pick it up then. How, how do you... No metal detectors? This kid got through, and then th- this is the, the teacher is the first line of defense for, hey, maybe we shouldn't have uh, this weapon in school. Like, no, no, Timmy, put it, uh, put it in my desk. You can pick it up later. You're like, you got to be kidding me. How does this even happen? What's the first interaction like? How did that happen? Like, I see, like, food, for example. I give my, my a new rule recently because there's been a lot of mess and it's a, an old building uh, that I work in saying, okay, guys, we're not doing food anymore and glasses become too big of a mess. And a kid has like a bag of chips or something like that. And so I just like took it, crunched it, threw it out, gave the kid a dollar later, reimburse you for that. I can afford that one. So imagine if it was like, all right, guys, uh, no weapons. And then a kid has like a Glock, like, oh, man, like, Mr. F, come on, man. It's just... I need it for later. Like, okay, first off, minor. That's another thing. I think this teacher was accused of endangering a minor and minors and everyone in the school. But how do you have that first interaction where the teacher realizes like, oh shit, this guy's got a a weapon? Or maybe a female student. I don't know. I can't assume that. But uh, what? How does... you? I can't even wrap my head around this. Between the guy that it accidentally goes off in a classroom full of first graders, I wonder how, I forgot to look up how old the student was. I'm assuming in high school, but I don't know. At the same time, it maybe this is an elementary school kid that's walking around with uh, a loaded nine millimeter or whatever. It, the more I think about it, just if you're listening to this and you're not, if you're not driving or at work or, or it's an acceptable time of day, I think just, we should all just, hats off to you teacher that's not very bright unbelievable between the plaxico burris substitute jeez the teacher that's treating uh, a loaded gun like it's gum that's going to get stuck on the bottom of their desk that's unbelievable like, pick it up at the end of the day? I truly hope that this is, like, a false accusation or something. But but here's the thing. There's no... Who is going to go that far out to make up that kind of a, a an accusation? That's insane to me. Wild. Anyway. I had, um, for my AP kids, they... Sorry, this is a little, little tan, tangent. I just thought of it, but I, I, my AP kids, they, we watched Hereditary, which is a psychological thriller. Get it? AP psych, psychological thriller. <laughs> and the, there's a part where like one of the, uh, the, the son is in school. I think it's his history class too. And he like has a moment where he's possessed and goes like, and then just bangs his head on the table. And uh, all the, there are multiple points in that movie when kids would just look at me. Like, did you you see that? And I'm like, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. And uh, when this kid hits his head, they're all like, oh, my God, didn't expect that. And I was like, if any of you try that as a prank, I'm failing you automatically. 
don't try that shit. Scare the hell out of me. Uh, just like I did um, duck and cover in my U.S. history class. And I was, I was joking with students, like, I'll give you extra credit. If you do not in my class, I swear, if you do this in my class, you're done for the end of the year writing you up. Uh, but in another teacher's class, if they like turn the lights off and then turn it back on at any point, pretend that's you seeing the flash and then you all get under your desks and duck and cover just to mess with someone. And someone's got to take a video of this. This has to, I, you know, I have to have a witness. But don't be obvious like, oh, we're doing this thing, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so. Um, so I guess to go back to my, my original plan for this when I was writing this episode and thinking about uh, guns in school and uh, safety for students and arming teachers and all this stuff that's in the media. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Betsy DeVos, you know, grizzly bears and all that shit, which seems like such a distant nightmare. <laughs> I would say distant memory, but uh, no, distant nightmare. And I guess it kind of brings me back to my original point that if it were up to me and we were deciding on the safety of students, the safety in schools, things like that, I would love to go, hey, local legislator, Betsy DeVos, whoever you are, I would like to go with the um, gun-free mode. You know, Uber has quiet mode. I'd like to do the the school, like maybe this is the deluxe, the deluxe version, uh, but I'd like to go gun-free, please. Uh, if we could do that, that'd be great. Thank you very much. Also, uh, can you stop cutting things in education? We, we really can't spare uh, another $2. So like, could we not cut it by billions? Because it's really kind of, you know, it's kind of tricky. I know you want to give us like AR-15s, but like we could use some crayons and markers and chart paper and things like that. That'd be really great. Also, my my desktop, or my laptop in my room, it's about 100 years old. Uh, it takes about two hours to load. I'm still waiting to see what happened with OJ. So if we could hurry this up and bring us into the 21st century, because uh, we're still in the 19th, that would really be great. So if we could, you know, again, just, you know, switch away from this whole arming teachers thing and I'd love the gun-free mode in my school and all schools in this country. Thank you. Uh, not to, of course, not to shed a comedic light. Uh, there's, of course, been a lot of violence in schools. The North Carolina uh, incident, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Colorado incident recently near the anniversary of Columbine, what I was talking about in last week's previous episode. Uh, but it really is interesting that we somehow have, uh, anytime it's in the news, you search teachers. I have a news app on my iPad and I, I like to tag education and teachers and it's almost always negative, uh, which isn't surprising to me. The only time you really see anything positive for teachers is when it's being posted by teachers themselves. So really to, I, I don't, talk about these things to shine a negative light on teachers it's more so to shine a light on the idiocy of these potential policies that they want to talk about so i figured to close this out it's been a while since we've done one of these uh, some of you guys loved the how would you handle it by adam poldolner uh, these are questions for teachers to ask themselves so we could kind of dive into a few of these now yeah, what's great about this book, highly recommend it. I did this for Jen's class. If you remember, I did the Q&A at UIC. And uh, what's great about this is that it's it's good for someone that's been in teaching for a little bit, been in it for a while, and people that are about to enter it, because you can really think about these things that aren't taught in a class. So 
Jen, this was great that you suggested I use it uh, quite a bit now. Um, it's also, truly, this is a book I wish I had encountered in my own teacher preparation and early days as a teacher. Mark Larson, author of author and professor of education and Golden Apple Fellow. So, I don't know. I don't have any of these in mind, really. <clears throat> Number 235 on page 58. How do you accept students for who they are as students while simultaneously encouraging them to move in the direction you want them to go? Is this a contradiction or resolvable paradox? Now, one thing that I really notice is that there are some students that uh, come in smelling like marijuana. Clearly, either before school or during school, somehow, uh, they have found a moment to blaze up, as they say. And while sometimes it's nice to have the uh, mellow effect on those students, a lot of times it's my high-energy uh, male students that you can tell when they have and have not had some sort of influence on their body chemistry. Um, but at the same time, they can be more productive. Now, there's times where it's like, hey, you really cannot be in here right now smelling like that. Okay? It's very loud in here already. Don't need you increasing the volume. Two different type of loud. Just saying. My room, you know, volume, high energy. Uh, and so my, my charge for some of those kids is to get to that productive, uh, non-disruptive state without. So while I get that there are there are a number of reasons why some students are doing that before school. Maybe it's how they get through the day. They are self-medicating, but they're still minors, and that's just as bad as showing up to work under the influence or anywhere that you shouldn't, driving, whatever. Uh, so it's kind of meeting them halfway, really. Now, I'm not saying that, um, I mean, legalization, I'm sure, will happen at some point, but there's a time and place for that in school, really. That's not it. Um, but the ownership really shouldn't, if you ask me, it should be as soon as they enter the door. And I get it. Maybe maybe it's just hard to, with a large group of students, but you can kind of tell. It's always interesting what their excuses are. Like, oh, I was just around it. Like, you're not making it any better, buddy. Um, but yeah, that, that was one that I kind of thought about instantly. Teachers should be, bit, no, I'm not doing that. Students should get paid for good grades. Absolutely not. Why are you trying to make internal locus of control external? Huh. Some of these are great. An administrator might say, a union rep might say. It's a shout out to Adam Poldolner. Religion. Some of these are great. Big fan, big fan. This is good. 217. Would you give money to a student? Under what circumstances? I have kids that ask me this all the time. Hey, Mr. Jeff, you got you got two bucks, you got 25 cents, you got XYZ, whatever it is. And I'm like, stop asking me. First off, I pay with everything with my debit card. I never carry cash. But also, like, that was like that's such a new thing where kids think like I've got an ATM here without having to like pay it. But like my teacher's just a a resource. That that never crossed my mind to even think like, oh, let me just ask my teacher for a little bit of cash. I really want to get some Takis or whatever, which, by the way, I hate those things. Uh, the only time that I have given students money is um, obviously crunch the chip bag. Like you 
disobeyed a sounds bad. Didn't listen to a classroom rule that I have no no food right now in class, so I'm gonna crunch up your chips so they're uneatable and throw them out. But also, here's a dollar after we talk about this. Uh, but that's that's really it. Uh, it's really uncomfortable though. I'm not gonna lie. Whenever someone's like, that's the other thing too. I heard my kids. They were saying like, um, this school's busted up. These teachers can't even give me like three bucks. They're so poor. That's not it, buddy. That's not it at all. But you shouldn't be going to your teachers for financial comp without uh, without giving a, some sort of a, a service or a justification or anything like that. That's, that's such a new thing uh, that blows my mind. What sort of student behavior would you consider threatening? My definition of this has definitely changed over the years. Over the past two years, really, at the school that I'm at. It's become a lot more lax now that I'm more familiar. I don't have issues. So yeah, I highly recommend this book. It's Adam Poldolner's How Would You Handle It? What if you call a parent about a behavior problem and she flatly, flatly, denies that the child is capable of that behavior? I wish we had body cams. Teacher body cams say, hey, here, you witness what they're doing. Most of the time, I'll be honest with you, when I encounter a parent and tell them what their kid is doing, um, the apple doesn't fall far from the far from the yeah English. Whoop. The apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. So I'll say that a student did something. They they like your student is very profane constantly. We really need to work on this. I'm paraphrasing, by the way. This better bedside manner um, when I'm actually with a, a parent. Uh, and the parent will be like, well, what the fuck do you mean that they're fucking swearing? And you're like, Jesus, can you back up for a second? Like, this is not the way to interact. Um, <laughs> so I, I see where, you know, Timmy gets it. By the way, I don't have a student named Timmy. It's just my my go-to when I think of it. Oh, we lost the video. Hang on. Let's get her back going real quick. There we go. Sorry about that. So that was Adam Poldolner's How Would You Handle It? Hope you guys enjoyed that. And welcome back video. That was only a few seconds, but you still had the audio. Ooh, nasty. So that's, uh, that's about all I had uh, planned. I think we covered it all. We had uh, the Uber stuff, metal detectors, and depiction of teachers in the news and all that stuff. Uh, I don't really take detailed uh, detailed notes like I used to. Just a few bullet points, really, to kind of get myself uh, in the right frame of mind. Uh, but if you haven't already, uh, rate and review. Whatever app you're in right now, if you could go to the rating and review section. We've been doing a lot better uh, recently. Uh, if you also want to check out Comedians. Uh, comedians, what was it? Where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I think it was Stand Up Comedians. Uh, Devin Siebel's podcast, Crying in My Car. Uh, that's become one of my new favorites. Um Really funny, Mike and Devin. Uh, they do some great segments like Teachers in the News, Not Sleeping with Students, uh, or whatever the segment's called. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. Um, you might see that in the suggested if you are subscribed to Classroom Brew. Excuse me. Uh, again, if you would like to reach out, if you have a question in mind uh, for me to ask students on the student series, I've got a, a handful of kids that uh, are pretty excited about doing it. Uh, and I, I think they... A lot of times open up. There's something about uh, pulling someone to the side and there's a microphone and uh, a certain degree of anonymity that I think really helps um, seniors that 
moving on to bigger and better things after high school, I think that really opens up uh, the floor for better conversation and getting an inside look into their lives, um, which is which is great. Uh, so that's coming soon. Again, uh, just email me, classroombrew at gmail.com or reach out on social media. Probably Instagram is the best one, at classroombrew. Uh, if you have any questions that you would like me to ask. Pretty excited about that. different lemon shandy and then black cherry two different flavors entirely um so thank you guys so much for for listening to this episode uh be sure to also check out the lazy teacher podcast brian's doing video podcasts every single week unlike myself because i'm lazy but um that was all i had so until next week thank you so much for listening and as always class dismissed class dismissed